God is with you. Let us pray. God of Moses, who rained down bread on Israel's wandering people, lead us to the food that never leaves us craving or addicted to consuming, but fills our whole humanity with life enough for all. Through Jesus Christ, the bread of heaven. Amen. This Sunday at St. Mike's, we were joined by the folks from the Fuller Center for Housing Bicycle Tour. They were bicycling down the West Coast to raise money and awareness so that they could bring shelter to those in need. You can check out the Fuller Center for Housing for more on that. We're grateful to have them with us. As many of you know, I have done some bicycle touring myself. I've biked across Cuba and France, and I also spent one entire year of my life on a bicycle. After seminary, I spent one year without flying or driving. I called it a carbon Sabbath. During that time, I cycled over 11,500 miles around the country, engaging Christian communities in dialogue about climate change. About three months into that trip, I found myself in South Dakota. I cycled through the gorgeous Black Hills, past Mount Rushmore, down into Rapid City, and then off across the Badlands to the Pine Ridge Reservation, one of the poorest places in the United States. At Pine Ridge, 97% of the population lives far below the poverty line. The median household income earns less than $3,000 a year. The average life expectancy is 47 years for men, 52 years for women. Alcoholism significantly hinders 8 out of 10 families. There's a 70% high school dropout rate. The teenage suicide rate is 150% higher than the U.S. national average. The infant mortality rate is the highest on this continent. 300% higher than the U.S. national average. And then, with regard to housing, like the Fuller Center, at least 60% of the homes on the reservation need to be demolished due to infestation of potentially fatal black mold. I knew that Pine Ridge would be a tough place to visit. And I knew it was important for me as a person of faith to see it. I was also drawn to the history of Wounded Knee, both the original massacre and then the event, the protest, uh, that was part of the American Indian movement. So I set off from Rapid City with the hope of stopping that afternoon in a town called Scenic to get water and food for the days ahead. 
five hours of cycling across dry land later, I arrived in scenic South Dakota to learn that the town had been abandoned. Two months before, a Filipino church had purchased the entire town, 46 acres, for $700,000. There's only one Zillow listing in Santa Barbara County, just to put this in perspective. One Zillow listing with a structure as inhabitable within $100,000 of that, and it is a condo. But back in Scenic, the sale cleared out the whole town, this whole town, every, all the structures, all the homes, cleared it all out in a hurry. Front doors of the houses were left open. The local bar still had bottles and stools. Its pool table had cues and balls. In a nearby house, a child's homework was left on the kitchen counter. In this new ghost town, there was obviously no food for me to buy or any strangers to help me out. I happened to find a water pump that was still active outside the little post office. So I filled up my water containers and dromedary. But I would have to set off across the badlands with scant water and no food. Fortunately, in my panniers, the saddlebags that latch onto the side of the bike, I had emergency rations, a few like cliff bars and energy things, and a large bag of chia seed. This dates my travels, but just before I started out on my bike tour, I read the book Born to Run, which chronicles the Tarahumara people indigenous to the Copper Canyon area of Mexico. They notoriously run extraordinary distances in incredible times, fueled in part by the superfood chia seed. So I packed up some chia for emergencies. As I cycled alone through the Badlands and Pine Ridge Reservation, every meal was chia. Breakfast chia, lunch chia, dinner chia. I would pour the seeds into a cup, a tin cup, and add just like a little bit water, careful to ration out my water, and then I'd wait. Chia absorbs water and turns into like a simple pudding, and that pudding kept me alive for days of hard cycling in dry, wild country. In a land without food, it sustained me like manna from heaven. This week we return to the question of what sustains us. We are in our second week of exploring the bread of life discourse in John's gospel. Last week the discourse began with the feeding of the five thousands, a narrative lifted whole cloth from Mark's gospel, including Mark's favorite word, immediately. We encountered our first of John's I am statements, which recall the divine responding to Moses in the burning bush, Aye, Asher, Aye, I am that I am. Now, the people who ate at the feeding of the 5,000 are not done. They track Jesus down and say, We want more. Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. What will you give us? 
They are referring to the passage we read from Exodus this morning, in which the divine provides bread for the Israelites in the desert. God gave them quail and bread every day to sustain the people as they made their way through the desert wilderness. Daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are not asking for gluten-laden carbs. We are connecting our needs to the ground of all being. We are asking God to sustain us, to give us enough to make it one more day. We have so much to learn from recovery communities, from those who struggle with addiction and have made the hard decisions it takes to forge a new path. From recovery communities, we know the importance of one day at a time. By focusing on one day instead of the entirety of our lives, tasks become much more manageable, whether our goal is sobriety, hunger, or kindness. Give us today our daily bread. Back on Pine Ridge Reservation, my food shortage connected me to a community in dire need. Pine Ridge is one of the worst food deserts in the country. The reservation is 3,469 square miles, the size of Delaware and Rhode Island combined. But there is no fresh food. The only sources of food are a small grocery store and a gas station. That was where I eventually found food. A couple in their late 60s was selling homemade burritos from the trunk of their car. They had just moved back to Pine Ridge from Arizona after growing up there and being away from its hardships. They had lots of advice for me about crossing and connected me with lots of people. They were very kind. But for the people of Pine Ridge, daily food is a major struggle. We do not diminish that struggle by wishing it away from a distance. Today, Jesus says, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. Jesus is not talking about Twinkies or non-perishables or even whole foods. Jesus is talking about doing the work of God. He says, this is the work of God that you believe in the one whom God has sent. This is a slippery slope. We could easily misinterpret this to suggest that people who struggle, be it financially or in their health or just having enough to eat, that those folks just need to believe more. That is not what Jesus is saying. What he is saying is that relationship with the divine is fundamental. It is as important, as essential to our being as the food we eat. We've talked about this word before, the Greek word pistis, faith, belief, trust. According to John's gospel, the work of God is to trust. Trust that God is with you. Trust that you are not alone. Trust that love eternal is seeking you out. 
we don't put our trust in wealth. We don't put our trust in our abilities. We don't trust things that go bad or expire. Even U.S. currency reminds us in God we trust. Living on a bicycle for a year, living off the kindness of strangers like the folks I met at Pine Ridge, was a practice in trusting God. When I trust in God, I am more able to give to those in need. I remember that God is enough, so I am able to share the bread of life, to partner with Christ to assure that no one goes hungry and no one is thirsty. Our trust in Christ opens our eyes to those in need and reminds us daily that it is God who sustains us. Amen. The mustard seed this week is to work on hunger in our area. We do this by going to the Santa Barbara Food Bank. They have a drive right now that's called End Summer Hunger. You can provide meals for folks, for young folks who would normally be getting meals at school, but during summer are not getting food. Um, so they can supplant that at the food bank and help feed the folks in our area that are in need. So go to N, go to SB Food Bank and uh, look for the End Summer Hunger on when you just click on the Donate button. That is our mustard seed. Give what you can. Have a great week. Trust and hope, we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people.
We pray for the people of Pine Ridge Reservation. We pray for students in Santa Barbara who are part of the End Summer Hunger Program. We pray for all those who are traveling or endorsing the Fuller Center for Housing, that they may be able to uh, help people in dire need. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And give us not into temptation, but deliver us from Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.